Hey, it's Chasing the Yield for October 6th, 2023. I'm coming back a little bit late. I'm refreshed, ready to start again, and hopefully uh, keep this consistent. Just got back from a trip to Italy. Uh, Spent two weeks there in that little town of Lucca up in Tuscany. And we had a great time. Went to a bunch of places, a bunch of restaurants, saw some sights, um, and just in general, had a had a very, very pleasant time. So I'm refreshed and ready to go. So here's what happened in September um, in my in my portfolios. Again, if you go to chasingtheyield.com, um, you can go take a look at the portfolios that I have. I have three, uh, a low yield, medium yield, and a high yield. And the purpose of these portfolios are, uh, well, two of them, the the medium yield and the high yield right now, um, they are providing me my income basically. And the the low yield is in an IRA and that is for retirement. And I get to start taking that out. Uh, And I'll start withdrawing the dividends from that um, starting... Let's see, I turned 57 in a month and a half. So I think it's um, 59 and a half you, you get to start withdrawing that. So I, two, two more years. So two more years, I got to kind of w- hold on to a lower level of income until I can get to that point where I can start withdrawing without penalty uh, dividends from the IRA. And that point, um, it'll provide me a, a nice little cushion to where I'm at right now. And the um, the purpose there is once I start be, being able to withdraw um, those dividends, then I can hopefully ride it out until I can um, withdraw Social Security at full retirement, 67. Or if I can, um, my preferred method is to uh, hold on until 70 years old. I'm not sure if I can do that or not, um, but that's the general uh, the general vision of what I have going. So when you go look at, at chasingyield.com and you go see those three different portfolios, um, that's the purpose of it. And the idea is to invest into stocks uh, and to not just stocks, but uh, investment vehicles, including stocks, that provide me a stable price and enough of a dividend income to where I don't touch the principal amount. So the dividends are what provide me with my um, life, lifestyle. And, um, you know, when I sell a stock, it's generally for some reason where they cut their dividend or it's not going to pay a dividend anymore. And then I have to make a decision whether or not to cut my losses on it and move on to something else. So that's it in general. Pardon the coffee drinking. But here's what happened in September. Uh, my annual income did increase by $25. Not not insignificant, but... Or I'm sorry, not significant, but um, at least something. Uh, let's see. As a result from uh, dividends by various numbers of companies, some more than others. Let's see. Run down the block here. Brandywine. Um, they're... Their symbol is BDN. They cut their dividend. Brandywine Realty. Um, their dividend yield is still very high at 15.11%. And that's after 
uh, cutting their dividend by 21%. So they've had, they've had a bit of a time. Um, the reason is, is they, they have, uh, their, in their portfolio, uh, let me pull this up here. Let's see. They're a full-service integrated real estate company with their core focus in Philadelphia and Austin. They're a, a real estate investment trust. And they own, develop, lease, and manage urban, town center, and transit-oriented portfolios comprising 162 different properties and 22.8 million square feet as of June this, of this year. And they've been having a lot of difficulty um, lately here. Let's see. Banking woes complicate Brandywine's property sales needed to support payout. Um, so they've been going through through a little bit, and then they, they cut their dividend by 21%. So the stock price did... Did take a bit of a tumble, and I am down on that one, um, probably about 50, um, 40, 40 some odd percent. I own um, a few hundred shares of it. I don't, I don't have the, the number offhand, but I think I'm at a, I'm at the point on that one where I'll most likely just hold on to it for a while. Um, because I'm not going to be able to get the value out of the stock price itself. So as long as Brandywine is not suffering as a going concern, their dividend yield of 15.11% is going to have to serve me. And, you know, if it were possible at this point, I'm, I might even buy shares in the company in order to increase my holdings while their stock price is taking such a tumble. Um, but uh, if they did not cut their dividend by 21%, which cost me about 50 some odd dollars per year. Um, you know, my, my uh, income increase for the year would have been about $75 or so. Uh, but some of the other companies that did raise their dividends was Fortis. Uh, they increased by 4.4% and they've got 50 years of consecu uh, consecutive uh, annual dividend growth. Microsoft hiked theirs by 10%, and I'm not really thrilled, <laughs> really thrilled with Microsoft anyway. Uh, let's see, their dividend yield is still 0.91%. I don't hold many shares. I hold like five shares of Microsoft. I bought them a long time ago, um, and I can't even remember why I purchased them. I was hoping, I guess, for stock appreciation, and it has gone up for me quite a bit. Um, but you know they're they're just such a slow growing stock and a slow growing uh or not slow growing but a slow yielding stock so it's 0.91% even though their dividend grows at roughly uh well it grew 10% in the past year let's see what is next wp carry they raised their dividend by 0.19% uh philip morris raised theirs by 2.4% Realty Income raised theirs by 2.2%, uh, sorry. NJR raised theirs by 7.7%. That was their 30th increase in 27 years. Uh, Verizon raised theirs by 1.9%, 17 consecutive years of raising. And the Money Market Fund that I have raised theirs 3.9%, which <clears throat> translates to about 30 bucks. But that one, that one moves up and down um, seemingly every month. Excuse me again. My voice is a little hoarse. I think it's, um, I got back from Italy 
on uh, Wednesday evening, uh, and I've been just trying to get back into the fold, and my voice gets a little hoarse because of it. So now, let's see. There were some changes into dividend safety scores, and if you have been following me at all, you know I use Simply Safe Dividends as a tool to evaluate different companies and stocks. Um, they have WP Carry got a severe downgrading from a 73, which is their safe in their safe bucket, down to 40, which is in their unsafe bucket. Uh, the dividend yield for WP Carry at the moment is 8.15%. Uh, but the reason for the downgrade and for the possible cut in dividend that might be coming is that back in September, WP Carey surprised investors by announcing it would divest its entire portfolio of offices, which comprises 15% of rent, by early next year through a mix of asset sales and a corporate spinoff, causing, and it caused shares to drop by around 8% on that announcement. Um, so, and that was after they raised their dividend payout. That was one week afterwards. The management also informed investors it would rebase the dividend in response to this loss of cash flow likely be beginning in the fourth quarter uh, with the payout that's typically, typically announced in early December. They didn't provide specific guidance other than noting that the REIT would uh, target a 70% to 75% payout ratio, which... Um, according to Simply Safe Dividends, they, they calculated it out. Um, attempt, uh, their attempt at modeling the REIT's 2024 cash flow adjusted for the pending transactions suggested a headline dividend cut of around 20%. So um, we can expect a little bit of a cut there, but even at 20%, uh, a 20% cut, I think I think it might be worth it to hold on to that particular that particular stock for a little while um just to see that how that plays out let's see the next one came up to let's see jm smucker um they went from a very safe rating of 96 down to a safe rating of 80 and it, i think it was mostly based on the debt that they were acquiring when they decided they were going to uh, acquire Hostess brands, you know, the makers of Twinkies, Ho-Hos, Ding-Dongs, and the like. And they, they got into a bidding war, apparently, with General Mills. Now, none of this stuff I was aware of at the time. And Hostess, uh, upon this deal, uh, prior to the deal, they were valued at over 17 times um, their EB, I don't even know how you would pronounce this, EBITDA. I don't know if there's an actual, like if you're supposed to say, if you're supposed to say EBITDA <laughs> or something like that. I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, they have a higher markup than Pepsi and Mandela's. So, you know, some investors were complaining about the, the price and uh, it might be warranted because if, it came out recently, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal about how um, snack, food, snack food makers are suffering a little bit. Oh, you know, I knew my memory was going to fail me on that particular story. I should have uh, linked it, but I did not. 
I'm trying to scan right now through my Wall Street Journal page to see what I can find. Uh, of course, I can't find it when I need to. Uh, and I just looked at this thing like 10 minutes ago. And it's gone. At least it's not. I don't see anything sitting on the front page. Uh, but the, the, the gist of the story is that uh, there are reasons to not be very excited about... Oh, I, now I remember. Jeez. You ramble on enough and it'll come back to you. It was about uh, pharmaceuticals, Ozempic, and I can't remember the name of the other drug, but how doctors are prescribing these things and for people to lose weight, and people are not having the cravings for snack foods that they used to have. I don't know how long that's going to go, because um, it seems like this is the latest weight loss fad, and I don't think anybody really knows how safe that stuff is to use just for the purposes of weight loss. Plus... um. You know, I do believe, I do believe, I believe um, people will continue to snack. I don't think that's something that's going to go away pretty quick. It's just that uh, will J.M. Smucker be able to stay on top of whatever the trends are and change the snacks to fit how people are currently eating? Um, the jury will be out on that for a little while. Walgreens is another problem. Um, they had a leadership change where the CEO abruptly stepped down. And so they also received a downgrade on simply safe dividends. They were in the seven they were or they were in the safe bucket uh, as a, with a rating of 70. It's zero to 100. but you can go to look at you can go look at the simplysafedividends.com and they have some information there on how they rate stocks. Um, I believe I've got a link to them over on my site. I can't remember. Um, but it's worth taking a look at. It's not a cheap service, but they provide a really valuable one. Uh, so they went down to a borderline safe um, because they've had, seems within the last few months or maybe six months or so, maybe a year, um, they've had quite the rocky road coming out of the pandemic. So when the CEO abruptly ended her almost three-year run, um, you know, this was after she tried to refocus Walgreens on its core business and expand in the health services, um, you know, investing billions of dollars in acquisitions and growth initiatives. It followed news that in July, the CFO, James Kehoe, who said this summer that Walgreens was absolutely committed to the dividend, was leaving the company to pursue an opportunity in the tech sector. In addition to announcing the CEO change, Walgreens says it now expects, expects its full-year 2023 adjusted EPS to be at or near the low end of its previous, previously stated range. So things are starting to crumble a little bit over at Walgreens, and it doesn't leave investors, you know, me included, with a good, solid feeling where before, um, you know, things like Walgreens was very... Seem, it felt so secure, especially with pharmaceuticals, uh, the way they're going. Uh, everybody's taking a pill, you know, and they're all going to Walgreens or CVS in order to get it. Um, not only that, but with Walgreens getting into the healthcare business with their quick clinic stuff, I don't know what the, what their branding is on it. Uh, it seemed like it would be 
something that would have been solid for for the for the future coming, especially coming out of the pandemic. Now, Walgreens has a dividend yield of 8.82%. Um, so if they do lower, let's see, borderline, let's see. Oh, Walgreens got downgraded again October 2nd. I missed this one. So now they got downgraded again to a 40, which is not very, not good. Let's see, rising... Rising debt costs increase pressure on Walgreens to prioritize deleveraging over dividends. So interest rate expectations have ratcheted higher over the past month, increasing the odds that Walgreens will cut its dividend to provide more financial flexibility as it works to reinvent itself. Uh, let's see, what do they think is going to happen here? I'm just kind of because I missed this article altogether, so I'm just kind of skimming to see if Simply Safe Dividends has uh, an idea for themselves what they think that dividend cut's going to be. Let's see. Although a lot of managerial discretion is involved with this type of decision, a 30% to 50% cut seems most likely if Walgreens decide decides to change capital allocation priorities. That'll save them $500 million a year and put in place a more comfortable payout ratio for a company making significant growth investments. So now, how do you proceed? What do you do about Walgreens? Um, let me take a look. How is Walgreens doing for me? Walgreens Boots Alliance. So it's down quite a bit from when I bought it. Um, again, it's down for me personally about forty percent or so, and so at this point in time, um, it may just be something to to hold on to and ride out. Because even if they cut their dividend by thirty to forty percent, um, I'm still looking at you know maybe a four to five percent yield. Um, and if the stock continues to be driven down, it might be a good buying opportunity as well. Because I don't, I don't see Walgreens going anywhere, at least in the in in the long term. Um, but that's one that's going to have to be watched. So they're suggesting that you look at uh, some other companies of which I already own: Enterprise Products Partners, Main Street Capital, um, Enbridge, which is a pipeline company. Uh, and uh, Triple N REIT, the Triple Net Real Estate uh, Investment Trust. So let's see. There'll be another update following Walgreens' October 12th uh, earnings report and keep monitoring the company's turnaround. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm still going to continue to hold it because I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do with it. And the other companies I already hold... And I don't think the, the cut, even at 30 to 50%, um, is going to make that big of a dent for me. So all in all, let's see. Well, let's take a look at the portfolios here and see how they were doing at the end of September. I'm just going to pull up my spreadsheet. Uh, let's see. What do we got? All right, so so far for 
the let's see the my low yield portfolio was down 4.55% for the month of September. It's down overall for the year 4.87%, but since inception that portfolio is still up 35.23%. My medium yield portfolio for the month was down 5.49%. For the year it's down 7.49% and since its inception that one's down almost 10%. That one's been hit pretty hard. Um by this year, not dividend wise. Dividend wise, it's, it's still holding its own. Um, I am pulling down. Let me pull this up here. Too many screens, too many tabs. My medium yield portfolio is still pulling down about six point nine, almost seven percent. So even though the the principal amount is down um, nine point, let's see, not nine point, uh, seven point two seven percent. No, 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 I was right the first time. 9.48%. I still own all of those stocks. They're still in there. So holding on to those for the long term, depending on, you know, different different things that might happen where I might need to sell one and and put that money into a different stock. The the dividends that it's paying me are still really solid. And the high-yield portfolio is, let's see... For the month of September, down only 0.4%. For the year, I'm up 0.93%. It's almost 1% I'm up. And since its inception, that one's still down 8.76%. But again, that one too is, it's it's the smallest of the three portfolios. And it is earning me 9.41%, almost 9.5% dividend yield on that one. So it's been a pretty rocky 2023, I would say. The month of September was not very kind, and I don't see October being um, any more kind than it is uh, than it's been. And let me take a look at today. Let's see, the market is now closed. I'm recording this at about 5:18 p.m. Eastern time. So let's just do a little refresh. Sorry about the audio coming in and out because I'm just kind of winging it here today just so I can I can get this out and try to be more consistent. So for this week, first week of October, my, let's see here, uh, it's down, everything's down from the previous week. Let's see, you're hearing this live as I'm doing the calculations. So this past week, the high yield portfolio is down another 4.66%. So since inception, it's down now 13, almost 14%, which is not does not make me a happy camper. But again, it's not the end of the world because I'm not going for stock price. Um, I have been at a lower point um, for all three of these, uh, riding out through the pandemic and the ups and downs coming out of it. Um, so it's been much higher than this. It's been much lower than this. And what I've learned, at least over the past three years or so, is to stay calm. <laughs> you know, you don't or try not to act emotionally. You know, you try to look at these things through a rational eye and just make try to make as solid a business decision as you can, given the information, the current information that you have. That's all you can do. And 
don't look back on it and don't beat yourself up on it because you're going to make mistakes. You know, but the whole idea is, is the more experience that you gain um, doing this, that um, the fewer mistakes, hopefully, you know, you, you'll make. And I'm not, with the way that I'm doing this investing, I'm not trying to beat the market in any way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to do is provide an income to myself. So while I do pay attention to the market, you know, it's ups and downs and see what's going on. I pay attention to the news um, in case I need to adjust my portfolios and their um, diversification. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not here trying to hit the home run on any one particular stock. I'm just trying to maintain a balance. Maintain a balance and have that balance pay me out enough money in order for me to live. Uh, the medium yield portfolio this past week was down 1.89%. And for the year now, it's down 9.51%. And since inception, it's down 11.54%. So that one's also taken another big hit in this past week. This past week was not very kind at all. So now we're going to go to the low yield portfolio. That one for the week is down 1.36%. Uh, for the year, it's down 6.29%, but since inception, it's still up 34.35%. And if you look at all three portfolios as a combo, um, for the year, I am down 7.19%, but since inception, even with the larger um, losses, they're not really losses, they're... Um, um, more like, they would be paper losses if I sold them all today, but they're not really losses because I'm holding on to everything. Um, but the all three portfolios as a whole, um, I'm down 7.19% for the year, but since inception, I'm still up 5.82%. So we're just hoping that, uh, you know, and the reason is that the medium yield, I'm sorry, yeah, the medium yield and the high yield, they're younger portfolios than the than the low yield those the medium yield and the high yield i started those just a couple years ago and the other one's been in 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 the works for some a couple more a couple years longer than that so it's not it's not rosy news but it's not you know necessarily the end of the world news either i'm hoping that you know things uh settle down a little bit with interest rates and all this other stuff with the bond market, which I don't truly understand. But hopefully that stuff will calm down and I can get back to concentrating more on just like subtle moves and, you know, not be so on edge with what companies going to cut their dividends next. Um, We'll see how that goes. But until that time, I will talk to you next week on Chasing the Yield.